With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. Uh, very excited to uh, get into our conversation today uh, all about the NL Cy Young as we make our way through um, our memorial day celebration uh point or yeah i guess that's what we're calling it yeah that works all the different things well once we have cy youngs and then we just have the mvps left is that right um yeah at some point after all-star break we'll probably go through executive of the year and fun stuff like that but Mm. this is the last official check we or this is these are the last official check-ins we have Cool. Well, the NL Cy Young um, is is definitely interesting. Sure. Honestly, sure. I was kind of disappointed in making this list. I'm not sure about you, but interesting. Um, for those of you who don't know, I do. Brandon and I do our tier lists for this very a little differently. He goes with three tiers. I go with four. I also base mine almost entirely off of our old Cy Young stat that we created last year, which basically it balances the amount of times you flat out won your team a game. So, which is now being known as a Alcantara start seven innings, two earned or less. 
and it's it's balancing those with your blow up starts, which by a Cy Young definition would be anytime you're giving up four runs or more. So I use all of the normal traditional stats you'd look at to judge pitchers to get them in the building. Anyone who's doing well gets gets their their shot. They get their fair shake at this award at this tier list, and then from there I look around and you know the hammer of justice is blind, as I say, and it doesn't matter what you're doing by the numbers because so many pitching numbers can lie to you. Brandon, do you want to give a uh, more brief explanation than we had to do yesterday? Because I'm sure a yeah. lot of people already heard it. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I like to look at a few stats. Um, of course, normal ERA is always a good starting point. War is a good place to look at. Uh, strikeout to walk ratio is good. Um but another stat that I look at is is called SIERA, Skill Interactive Earned Run Average. Essentially, um, it, it gets rid of a lot of the factors that a pitcher can't control, tries to put every pitcher on even more of a neutral playing field than, um, you know, a stat like FIP or um, ERA plus does. Uh, and I think that it's, it, it does a really good job um, when for at least these kind of conversations, but trying to separate some of these guys, because at this point, when guys at the most have like 90 innings, well, and Alcantara is a little bit of an outlier, and we'll get into that. Um, it's still somewhat of a smaller sample for these pitchers, uh, based on what they do across a full season. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and kick this off with my leader. You kind of just mentioned him, and I'll let you kind of take the floor on him as well at some point. Sandy Alcantara is in my leader bracket, my top tier. He's alone there, of course, as the leader with a 9-to-1 ratio of Alcantara starts to blow-up starts. For reference, there's some good years going, but like last year when we were talking about this stat, seven innings, two earned or less. We were talking about guys being in the seven, eight range, like for the whole not, year, for the yeah, whole it's year. not, it's not that e- it's not easy to go like 15 plus starts like this. The fact that he's able to do this, the fact that he's on, what is it? Six straight, seven straight, now. seven straight starts where he's gone seven innings or more and given up two runs or less is unbelievable, inexplicable, and I'm going to do my two tiers as I usually do together because this was so dominant that walking into making my tier list, I was assuming I was not going to put anybody in the second tier. Wow. I I genuinely considered leaving this one blank because, like, this is, like, I'm not going to go, I'm not trying to go too far here, but how close is this? run of dominance that Sandy Alcantara's had to what DeGrom was doing. He's not having the own it games where he's just striking out everybody and going shutouts like crazy. But when you're at least, if you're going seven innings and giving up two or less, you're putting your team in a great position to win every single time out. You don't have to do shutouts every time to do that. You just got to put them, honestly, the odds of you winning probably don't go up that much between one and two runs so like yes if you don't allow any runs your team's probably going to win the game but 
I just, I don't see, there's not that much value lost in those two runs most of the time for it to make that big a difference. You add in the fact that he's a, he's flat out winning games. And so he should be talked about on the same near a same level as like a couple of those DeGrom years where he wasn't getting the wins, which unfortunately people, I mean, yes, people still care about that for Zion. So it's something we need to talk about here. Him being seven and two, that's not something that DeGrom would have been touching in any of his runs. So if we were talking about no one being close to DeGrom in those years, we should be talking about no one being close to Alcantara in those years. That was till I remembered and took a, a deeper look into Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove's having a heck of a campaign. 1.59 ERA through 12 starts, 79 innings, and 81 strikeouts in those innings. You add that to a ratio of 5 to 0 Alcantara's to blowups. He has not had a bad outing to start this season. And that, I think, goes a long way for me. Like, he's, he's, not, he's not even the second on the – he's, I believe, third – of, of the guys I considered when it comes to Alcantara starts this year. But the fact that he has not had a single blow up this year shows amazing consistency and amazing winning ability. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have in my first two tiers, or I guess in my first tier, which is the, uh, the guys that I genuinely think can win this award. Um, I have a few in here. We have Corbin Burns. Sandy Alcantara, uh, Aaron Nola, I'm going to throw in as well. Um, Joe Musgrove, um, it would be a disservice to him. And, um, you know, it's this guy's been having a really, like, interesting season. But Tony Gonsolin, I feel, um, if I'm going to throw in a guy like um, Aaron Nola, I should also throw in Tony Gonsolin. You see, it's interesting you bring up Tony Gonsal in here because he this isn't really that much of a spoiler. He didn't make my he didn't make the cut. I want to talk about I choose the top 10 guys that I think are in competition, put them into four tiers. He didn't make the cut. He's not going deep enough for me. You know, he hasn't, I don't think he's made it set past the sixth inning at all this year. Ultimately, that's gonna hurt both his counting stats and his looks in terms of his dominance, his highlight outings. Well, Those he's going to know, so he's going far far enough into games. I mean, he pretty much just goes exactly six innings every game. Yeah. If you're going five There's or six no innings with the that. Dodgers, you're going to go 10-0. and 0. Like, I don't, that's not to say he's bad. I just don't – I don't see the value. I don't think the value is the same there. I mean, when you're talking about, like – when you're talking about, like, good starts, he – um. We're not talking about good starts. We're talking about great starts. All right. Well, he still hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in a game yet this whole season. No, and I'm not trying to call him a bad pitcher, but we all know the level of pitcher we're talking about. Nick Pavetta probably, or actually, no, Kevin Kevin Gossett is probably a better better choice for that conversation. There are, either way, are guys in this conversation in the American League that wouldn't sniff my – group of 15 that I was looking at in the national league. It's a much deeper group and, you know, you gotta be held. It's a shame that you're held to a higher standard, but yeah, there's just, there's so many good names to choose from that. I don't think he pushes himself into the fourth pack. 
Well, LJ, who is in your, your next tier? My Peloton is another short one. I'm going with two guys here, Miles Michaelis and Corbin Burns. Uh, Corbin Burns, of course, reigning. You know, you could have put him into the contenders spot just because the momentum of being the reigning guy. But, you know, 2-3-1 ERA to start the year, 85 innings, 11.6 strikeouts per nine is really where his absolute monster numbers come in is this those shows of muscle and dominance there really the only thing kind of hurting him was a couple of rough starts early so you know I can definitely see him catching up into this group and really same thing for Miles Michaelis if he can get if there's an afterburner do we think there's an afterburner left to be turned on in Miles Michaelis's game because this is by far his best season so far across the board uh, 264 ERA over 88 innings with a seven strikeouts per nine and 2.1 war on the year. That is now looking at, for reference, he's got a career 8.1 war. So he's gotten the majority of that. A good, very large chunk of it is coming this season. I'm not sure. I, I think we've probably seen the best out of Miles Michaelis. So this might be his peak on this list if we were to redo this in August. I don't think I'm talking about him in the same way. My next tier, which is uh, the guys that could win this award but would need uh, a lot to go right for them. I've got uh, a few here. We're going to go with Zach Wheeler, Max Freed, uh, Carlos Rodon, and I'm going to throw in another Brave in Kyle Wright. Uh, all these guys, I think – you know, when it comes down to it, they're on good teams, um, all of them. Freed, Rodon, Wheeler, at least his his offense um, can uh, come around at some point as the, the Phillies are playing not bad as of late. Of course, the Braves are good. The Giants are good. These are guys that can get wins, which we know still matter in the Scion conversation like LJ was talking about. They absolutely do matter. And that's why I put a guy like Tony Gonsolin um, – in the top part of my list, just because he is nine and zero and does lead the league in ERA. Um, and when you look at guys like Carlos Rodon and Wheeler and Max Fried, um, they all have elite base stuff that we've seen in the past. So there's nothing saying that they can't go on um, a really nice stretch, um, you know, at some point during this season. And they already have pretty good counting stats as it is. So I think that having those guys in my tier um, makes sense to me at least. And I can uh, totally see one of those guys uh, breaking through over in the next few months, potentially winning the award. Yeah. You know, and it's so, it's so interesting because again, we do have a lot of time. We know we're, some of this is projecting out, but we can really only work with what we have. So whether it's injury is injuries, honestly, the least predictable factor that's going to come into this conversation. Right. And then, of course, you have hot stretches, cold stretches. I mean, who knows? We haven't necessarily seen Sandy Alcantara on this level. Not necessarily that he hasn't played well, but on this level of hype. Like, he's actually getting talked about very seriously now and consistently. Does that affect him the longer he goes? Is it affect a guy like Miles Michaelis the longer he goes? So there's a lot of room for guys to just absolutely implode here. There's a lot of room for guys in this Brandon's there's a lot 
if if a lot goes right, they can win it section. None of that's necessarily far-fetched. I mean, Zach Wheeler would have been in there last year, and he ends up well within the thick of it, ends up a contender last season. Do we want to jump to my outside looking in, or did you have any comments on what I said? No, uh, LJ, feel free. Yeah, outside looking in is very similar, I think, actually, to Brandon's um, second tier here. If a lot goes right for these guys, they can definitely be back in the thick of things. I've got Aaron Nola is probably the most interesting guy here because he's just has a propensity to go out and look bad every now and then. I mean, starts six innings, four earned, along two homers against Oakland of all teams in his opener. Highlight other not so impressive performances. Seattle, he gets tagged for four. San Francisco, he gets tagged for five earlier this month. I mean, those aren't good looks for a guy who's supposed to be the best pitcher in the league, especially in a dead ball area, especially in a situation where it's, you know, you're not at your best, but he also manages to turn it around with a lot of great starts. Either way, you're looking at a ratio of seven to four here for him on his starts and definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Uh, Logan Webb, Zach Wheeler, Carlos Rodon, Tyler Anderson also needs to be in here. I don't think you can take him out at any point while he's undefeated record-wise, but also you've got a situation where he is three and two between the blow-ups and the great starts, the Alcantara starts. So that's definitely a huge plus for him above 500, above the, above the line on that. And then the last guy I wanted to talk about here, Max Scherzer is hundred percent still in play for this. And I'm the, I, I can't pretend he isn't, you know, this is a guy who had, has only gone in healthy games. He has only gone fewer than six innings once through those two months that he was starting though. That, that's great stuff. You're talking about one blow up start six innings, four earned against Philly in, on May 1st and a whole lot of one run games. And he got the win in that blow-up start. Yes, he got he did get the win in that blow-up start. So, honestly, he's probably my favorite to jump out of this group would be Max Scherzer. It sounds like he might be able to be ready ahead of schedule, and that would just be great for this team. Other guys that were considered that did not make the cut for this list, Max Fried, Tony Gonsolin, as I said, Pablo Lopez, Carlos Carrasco, Kyle Wright, and Luis, or Julio Urias. Excuse me. Yeah, um, pretty much my last tier is guys that I considered for the list. Um, I've kind of just got a big group of names here. Um, just guys to kind of look out for, guys that I like, some of their stats. Uh, Tyler Molly, once again, um, keep an eye out for him. I know the ERA is high, but some other stats like WAR, the S-I-E-R-A, um, are faring quite well. Logan Webb, Carlos Carrasco, Merrill Kelly, and Zach Gallen from the Diamondbacks. Uh, like LJ said, Pablo Lopez, Tyler Anderson. Um, and, you know, don't sleep on Adam Wainwright. The dude is just so consistent with the innings pitched, so consistent with this ERA, just a little bit above three. Um, he does not age. It is the same thing every year. You got to love this guy. I like that, that uh, Adam Wainwright pick a lot there. You know, 
he's and it's kind of like that's the way he operates that's the way he operated last year when he kind of walked into it too it's the cumulative work that gets him into this conversation not necessarily the hype and the major performances so he is going to be he's a sneaky sneaky august guy and he's five and five right now i find it hard to believe that he's not going to get run support um in a in a few games uh uh, coming up the cardinals are going to heat up a little bit he's going to keep going deep into games he'll start to get some wins merrill kelly i think is also a very interesting one here too because i think if you take out that start against la everyone's looking at him a lot more favorably his numbers look a lot more favorable and you know you can definitely pat i can i could pallet him on anyone's tier list he's actually been a pretty solid starter for his entire career uh merrill kelly has yes definitely not uh losing value to your team when you throw him out there um yeah, LJ, you're right. He started off. I mean, his his April is outstanding. Uh, and if you do take that start against the Dodgers uh, out, it, it could be uh, very seriously looking at him in one of those upper tiers. For he sure. was a one seven one ERA going into the LA game, and he's just been consistently good since. So. You know, we're probably talking about a two-five guy without it. I'm not. I don't have the. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I can't do that in my head. <laughs> Was there anyone else that caught your eye that you wanted to talk about? Um, no. Unless we want to start speculating on the outside chances of Jacob Degrom winning this. Zero uh, chance. I don't even think he can qualify. He can't qualify. Wait, is there a qualification on Cyung or no? Innings wise. Yeah, I'm sure there has to be. No, there can't be because a reliever can win it. For like ERA, there is. Yeah, but who cares if he's qualified for ERA? If he's the best pitcher, he's the best pitcher. I'm not saying I would pick him. I would not. I mean, this is the guy that pitched in 15 games last year and still finished ninth in the Cy Young vote. Yeah, exactly my point. We talked about him in the Cy Young late in the year. Like, it's not a guarantee that he. Misses. If you Especially just look at if he comes his, out with a strong, if he when is his timetable looking like right now? He could still come back in July, right? Maybe, but here's the thing. So he had 92 innings last year. So if you think a really good reliever throws like 70, like mid mid oh, 70s innings, right? Think about it like that. Okay. So if he just has one of the best reliever seasons ever. Like that stat line, <laughs> but just as a starting pitcher, then you know he could do it. Last year, four point four WAR in ninety two innings. Um, that could win a closer, the Cy Young. That reminds me because I inte- entirely intended to do this. Um, I'd like to replace Logan Webb in my outside looking in with. Uh, Actually, no, I'm making a fourth, I'm making a fifth tier. The way back, Josh Hader. Hader, okay. Interesting. Like, I mean, re- reasonably, I feel like the best closer in the game should at least be thought about when you're talking about Siam every year. If only for due diligence. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh speaking it's- of of 
uh, guys that have had like really long streaks that got broken. LJ Clay Holmes's streak is over. His wah, wah, uh, wah. he had not allowed a run since opening day. Sixty-seven games in between um, when he last allowed a run, and it ends up being like thirty appearances for him, I think. Um, and of course, in the most baseball thing ever, it is a sixty-five mile an hour infield single that. Uh, is what he allows the run on. So, to see it. and it was a, I believe he walked the batter that scored, and then it was the infield single that that got him. Just that's baseball for you. It it truly is right there. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's brutal. But um, real quick, more on uh, relievers winning this award. I think I figured out a good analogy earlier, and I'm not sure how the entirety of award season turned into a cycling metaphor for me but it is the closer unless you do something terrific is going to end up in the way back he's effectively riding a unicycle in the tour de france you know you could no matter how good you may be really good at riding that unicycle you may be really fast when put up against other unicyclists but when you get that second wheel you're going to pick people with that second wheel in there it's an entirely different ball game and you're usually going to get blown out of the water. But if you're that good on your unicycle that you can beat out the people with two wheels, there's no reason you shouldn't be given the respect. Yeah. And, you know, I think the last reliever in the national league to win the award was Eric Gagne, um, his incredible 2003 season where um, he had, I forget what the streak was of, saves in a row without blowing one. I think it was almost in the eighties, I want to say across two seasons. Um, but yeah, that, that was the last time someone won the award. He finished sixth in MVP voting. Um, it took 55 saves and a 1.20 ERA um, and 3.7 war to win it as a reliever. So yeah, just do that. And you might win. Well, Anything else? No, I think that wraps up for me. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, MLB Daily Pod. We'll see you. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.